Welcome to Guarding Your Nest Egg podcast. There is a Dwight in every office. Is my theory in life. <laughs> we don't allow Dwight's at Talon Wealth Management. Yeah, Kristen. there's a Dwight. I, uh, <laughs> there's a Dwight. We'll talk about it later. There's a Dwight. Uh, anyway, there's a Dwight. Okay, <laughs> I'm not sure. America's favorite mockumentary is officially The Office. It ran on NBC starting in 2005 for nine seasons, but in 2020. We streamed more than 57 billion minutes of The Office on Netflix, and I will admit it, we were in a plague. I contributed to some of those hours. Yeah, and if you haven't, you probably should. It's a good show. So who was your favorite character from The Office? You know, they were all great. My favorite was um, uh, Daryl. Great character. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't character. in every episode. Right. He just, you know, how they all look into the camera at some moment mm-hmm. when he'd say something, look at the camera. It just cracked me up. And they then have also, such a stone cold face. Yeah, when stone he said cold, everything. just stare. And then I uh, ran into him at a, I like to say it was a restaurant, it, it was a bar <laughs> <laughs> one time. He was out for just kind of a fun evening with Zach Efron. Because that's normal. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> Well, I just didn't expect it to see the two of them together, you know, and so they were there just having a good time. Both of them were super nice. So not only do I love his character, he's a really nice guy in person. Having a favorite character in The Office is difficult. Yep. By the way, if you say there's no Dwight, you may be the Dwight, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Mike, you've been a financial advisor for 20, how many years? 20 something years. We'll yeah. go with that. But you weren't born with a subscription to The Wall Street Journal and a calculator in your hand. I mean, you did other stuff. So... I want you to flash back to being a teenager. What was your very first job that you received a paycheck from? Well, it was cash, money, Kristen, because, um, you well, know, I think it's yeah. long enough now that <laughs> the IRS isn't going to come after me. But it was uh, <laughs> there were probably a few checks in there, but it was cash money. We lived in a neighborhood, mm-hmm. enough homes to where I could sort of go door to door. I made up these flyers and I put them in mailboxes and mowed yards. But you not only mowed yards, you made flyers. You advertised. I actually, yards. I, did, I actually did marketing, and then um, wow, of course I couldn't drive. I was probably twelve, thirteen. <laughs> I had a skateboard. I could basically get everything on that lawnmower and drag myself on the skateboard to whatever lawn I had to mow. <laughs> That's awesome. I decided to reach out to a few friends who have very successful careers and find out what their first job was. I was 16, I think, and it was waiting tables at a very small restaurant. We had a smoking and non-smoking section. (laughs) Wow, so first paycheck, that's really pushing it back there. I bounced around a lot of different jobs because I was always looking for where can I work more or who's willing to pay me a little bit more. My first job was at Chick-fil-A. I was a cashier there. I came home smelling like chicken every night, but I did get free Chick-fil-A lunch every day, so that was pretty cool. <laughs> I she got you, fed. There you right. go. I like that. <laughs> and whether you hated or loved that very first job, we all felt that shock when we opened our first paycheck. The first time I had an awareness of taxes was when I was working my first job at a restaurant. They asked me to fill out a W-2. I was completely lost. I had to call my parents and I think I was paid a dollar per hour and I was paid in tips, but I understood none of that. And so I was so confused why at the end of every night I had to cash in my tips, add all these numbers, and at the end of everything, I never got a paycheck because taxes were taken out of it. So I was very confused and a little heartbroken when I realized all the money I earned, I didn't get to keep. Fun lesson. I remember being a little bummed out about what you end up with after everything was taken out. I do remember asking questions about what taxes were taken out. What were they going to be used for? I remember being a little surprised. Part of my mind thought only adults pay taxes. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, 
It only really started to impact me when I got older and got higher paying jobs. What about when we stop working? Taxes, do they go up? Do they go down? Do they stay the same? Where do we stand? Kristen is changing and people are nervous. And probably one of the biggest things that we're working with people with right now is taxes now, taxes in the future. We're into tax season, right? Everybody's going to be getting their tax documents and heading out to go see their accountant or uh, CPA or tax preparer. Then Kristen, just look at what's going on. I mean, first seven days, 40 plus executive Mm -hmm. orders. Biden isn't instilling a whole lot of confidence in what taxes, much less pipelines, much less whatever else is going to look like here in the future. Uh, People are very worried about jobs because, again, look at the pipeline situation. Then people Mm -hmm. are worried about taxes. And gosh, I was just looking, you know, we were talking about the GameStop issue here. And, you know, we've already got Ilhan Omar out there pushing for a new tax on stock trades. Hmm. You know, now that um, didn't take long. Didn't take very long. I mean, just give her a week. She's out there. And just look what that means. It's not taxing you on the profit necessarily. It's taxing you on the trade. So, you know, all these things that are going on and people are looking at these executive orders and people are looking at the changes and people are looking at the stimulus is going in and going. Certainly, we're all in this together. We want the country to do well. But not being fiscally responsible on how we go about doing that just means higher taxes in the future. And where are they going to get the money from? They're not going to get it from the people who don't have the money, right? I mean, you can't squeeze it, you know, if there's nothing there, right? So they're going to come after where the money's at. Well, where is the majority of the money? It's with individuals that have worked very, very hard. They played by the rules. They set aside money. They didn't buy the new iPhone every time it came out or the fanciest car or the biggest house. You know, they made sacrifice along the way built a nest egg and now they're transitioning into retirement or they're currently retired and they're looking at this on tv going holy cow Mm -hmm. how is this going to affect me we have to answer the questions now we don't know exactly what's going to happen moving forward with taxes but we do know how to sit down with clients and show them how to protect their nest egg from future taxes that may or may not be there, right? So people ask me, what do I think is going to happen? Well, I think taxes are going to be higher. Who do I think they're going to affect most? Individuals with the most money. That's where they're going to go after. The question is, how do you protect your money if you're in that situation and you can't afford to pay higher taxes? We have to have the conversation. So that's where the tax planning comes in. That's where Roth conversions come in. That's where income planning comes in and having an efficient financial plan. Mike, considering all of the changes that Joe Biden has made in the first few days of being president. And you mentioned this before. A lot of folks are concerned about the tax implications that could and likely will come about from this administration. You have put together a website, planbiden.com, so that people can get in touch with you and the team and make sure that they are prepared for all of these what ifs. Yeah, we had this idea back in the election time. Donald Trump and Joe Biden were just polar opposites on so many things. And we realized that people really wanted to sort of see the uh, sort of a side by side comparison Uh of what things were likely to look like moving forward. So we were providing that. Well, now we have an answer to the election question. We have an answer to the Senate and the House question. And we realized that change is very, very likely to happen. We just want to help individuals prepare for that. And so sometimes when you go to the Internet and you just ask a question, you know, something very generic like, well, how are all of these executive orders that Joe Biden is signing, how are they going to affect my financial future? How are they going to affect my taxes? How are they going to affect, uh-huh. you know, whatever it is you're concerned about? You're just going to get 
tons of information that, frankly, a lot of time isn't very useful, right? You're right. going to point into a hundred or a thousand directions, depending on how far you dig. So we wanted to try to summarize it as easy as possible for individuals and specifically people that are either retired or very close to it. We're very focused on that. It's what we do for a living. And we have a pretty good idea from all the phone calls that we get week after week, what people are most concerned about and how certainly these changes that are likely to take place could affect your retirement. So what I would say is, if you go to planbiden.com and you want to take just a few minutes to start this financial planning process, that will kind of walk you through what can and can't be done. Take a look at your specific situation and help you prepare for a scenario if taxes are significantly higher in the future, which we believe they probably will be based on everything that's been signed, based on everything that has to be paid for, mm -hmm. how it's likely to affect your personal economy. And we just wanted to make it as easy as possible, Kristen. I mean, certainly you can call us. We can do that for you. But, you know, planbiden.com, it's just P-L-A-N-B-I-D-E-N.com is, is pretty easy. We invite you to go there. It's a brief questionnaire. If you'd like to have us reach out to you and do that financial planning, we're happy to do it complimentary. This is Guarding Your Nest Egg Podcast. Mike Lester is a registered representative of and offers securities through World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through Retirement Wealth Advisors. Talent Wealth Management and Retirement Wealth Advisors are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Mike Lester is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, Incorporated, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Talent Wealth Management, Retirement Wealth Advisors, and this radio station are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer to only fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by Retirement Wealth Advisors. Florida license number D056341. California license number 0N00828.